everybody. Welcome to Cheers to Leaving. I'm Rachel. And I'm Molly. And this is our 50th episode. Happy birthday! Happy anniversary to us. Yes. Um, But I'm really excited. I didn't think that we would make it this far. (laughs) I mean, 50 episodes is a really good accomplishment. And like, if you think about it, a lot of our episodes are an hour, hour and a half long. Like... Some of your episodes before I joined were like two hours long. Yeah. Like a lot of time. That's like 80 hours of content that we've created. Oh, you're making me feel so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to like put out 50 episodes, I feel like. And so I'm just, I'm really proud. Yeah. Really proud tonight for us that we've made it this far and we're going to celebrate by talking about cringy Christian wedding stuff. Yeah, we wanted to do something that. Yeah, we wanted to do some like something kind of fun and uh something to take us back and oh god, it's just going to be it's going to be the worst. <laughs> but hopefully you get yeah. some laughs and you you remember some horrible things and um yeah. Once again, we are talking about purity culture. Yes. <laughs> Hi, hello. Uh, we talk about purity culture a lot. I feel like we always talk about like all the things that you do before you walk down the aisle, but we've never talked about what happens when you walk down the aisle. And so today Once, is yeah. that day. It's a special today day. Today is the day. We've made it through the courtship. We've made it through the not having premarital sex. And now our daddy is giving us away. It's going down. Oh, Yes. All right. So, so we we're we're gonna start out with our own individual cringy stories, right? Like Yes. We're just gonna talk about our own personal experiences of like a Christian wedding and it was cringy. And don't like we have a ton, but this is just one that is fresh in my brain. Um this is probably like four or five years ago, and um the bride and groom had a lovely countryside wedding. Uh, everything was beautiful. They had a great dessert bar. We love a good dessert bar. Um, no alcohol, no dancing. Shame. Uh, but they did do something super special and they had an open mic after, you know, we were inside of the building eating, you know, everything was like, you know, it, it was, it was after like the formal speeches, but it was like, okay, now anyone who wants to come up and say something about the bride. And okay. Groom, so um, hold on. Let me set the stage. So you've just sat through a Christian wedding ceremony, which means there was a sermon, right? Was there a honestly, sermon at this one? I think I blacked out, but I'm, okay, probably I feel a like sermon. There was. there was probably a mini sermon, right? And then you had to sit through all of the bridal party speeches, which mm-hmm. are awful you guys know you've been to weddings they're terrible nobody should be holding that microphone for that long um and now they're doing an open mic so like these guests are just like their ears are burning we're tired they don't want to hear anyone else talk no but the mom of the bride was like i have things to say oh i bet she did she walks up to the microphone and is like Guys, let me tell you about my daughter. Let me tell you about my pure, pure daughter. My virgin daughter. (laughs) My virgin, sweet, pure, precious baby. Persephone. (laughs) Persephone. (laughs) Persephone before she was the queen of hell. Um, So 
this mom goes up and basically shouts out to everyone there that her daughter literally was a virgin. She didn't use the word virgin, but she literally did use the word pure. And it's like, what is her daughter doing this whole time? Just like turning 17 shades of red and like burying her head in the napkins? This, yeah. I definitely felt for her because she was not having a great time. Um, So, yeah, that was – she went on for about like 30 minutes and I was like really over it. And I was like, okay, well, thank God it's over. She's done. But no, there was probably like 10 other people that got up to make a speech. Um, but like, I can't imagine getting married and my mom going up and trying to explain to people that like her daughter was the best because she was so pure and waited until marriage. Well, like, of course, her daughter is the best for being pure and waiting till marriage. Like, better than right. everyone. But like, that there. was all she had to say about her, too. Like, like it was like, like no, nothing about her personality or no, what kind. Of, like, that she can no. cook really well. Like, no, nothing like that. No, she can cook really. well. I mean, we're talking like purity, or like that. She's you know. just like a really good, kind human being who cares about people. No, it she's going to make a great mother someday. None her of that. Pussy was pure. You know, it was like oh, okay, great. They did um, not this is more than I ever. They did not rub one out. They didn't rub one out. They didn't touch (laughs) genitals. There's been no naked horizontal laying. But don't worry. Now they have three children. So they know what they know how to have sex. They're being fruitful and multiplying. They're being fruitful and multiplying. Um, Yeah. So did you witness the first kiss then at that wedding? I'm not sure. That was never explicitly like said to us it's so creepy to me when like that you know it's their first kiss i have been to weddings where i know it's their first kiss this one i wasn't sure and i actually kind of think it wasn't which like good for them but i don't think they had done anything else except like done little pecks on the mouth you know what i mean like you can Mm -hmm. just yeah yeah, no open mouth, tongue in, none, none of, no, none of no, the no, things no, the French do. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> French kissing. Uh, yeah. And I, I felt like their kiss wasn't too awkward. So I feel like it was. They knew what they were doing. They practiced a little bit. They, they probably did a few smooches. Okay. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. I feel bad for that girl. That's awful. I did too. Like what a wedding memory. Like, hey, remember that one time your mom got up and told how everyone, like, you were a virgin and, like, super pure. And, that and was, that's, like, like your only personality trait. <laughs> like, you have no other personality trait other than being a virgin, which is low-key kind of, like, what being in church is like. Literally, that is our worth. So, yeah. it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. What about you? Tell me your cringe, Molly. Um, the one that stands out the most, I mean, I've been to a lot of cringy Christian weddings where I saw lots of cringy things, but, um, and some of them were my siblings. (laughs) Sorry guys. (laughs) Um, you were participants of that thing. Um, but I would say that like the one that stands out the most to me that where I was like the most triggered and like annoyed Mm -hmm. during the ceremony, um, was about like seven years ago. Um, I, didn't really know the girl that was getting married. She was a childhood best friend of the guy I was dating at the time. Um, and so, and me and him had been together for like five years at this point. So mm-hmm. we were like that couple. Everyone thought we were going to be getting married next, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. So we go to this wedding and it was really pretty. It was all like outside in this little forest and very um, like Lord of the Rings themed. Like everyone was barefoot. <laughs> 
like Love everyone that. was barefoot. Like you could tell they were homeschooled. Like <laughs> it was cute though. It was cute. I was into it. Okay. I was not barefoot. I was wearing heels, which is it's like, hippie. Not- it's like a little hippie. That's it. Yeah, no, no, it was Lord of the Rings, like not hippie, Lord of the Rings. They were elves. oh, it literally was themed Lord they of the Rings. They were like hobbits. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were like it was like a Lord of the Rings vibe, no, but it was no, like no. an actual like, like the theme. Like they were barefoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and all the men were wearing like their little like hobbit vests. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay. I'm with you it was now. Cute. It was cute. Okay. But the part that bothered me, I mean, that's fine. Lord of the Rings, whatever. Like, I'm into that. No, I love Lord of the Rings. Me too. I love it. Like, with everything. But I would never see my wedding off. Christians have, like, a weird love for it. They do. They think, like, like Gandalf is Jesus. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Because he comes back from the dead. Gandalf Um, is Jesus. He was Gandalf the Grey, and now he's Gandalf the White. All right. (laughs) I'm Gandalf the White. Anyway. Anyway. So she walks down the aisle. Um, my uh, now ex, but current boyfriend at the time, is like, he he was like a musician at the wedding. So he's like up at the front with his acoustic guitar. And I'm like in the back with like one homie I knew um, at the whole wedding. And uh, so he's playing like his little acoustic guitar in the front. And she's walking down the aisle. And the dad is walking her down the aisle. And then there's, like, somebody standing in the front, like, as a placeholder. And then, like, he gives her away and then switches places with the person that was standing at the front. And he starts officiating the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you, sir? I am the void filler. (laughs) Literally. That was his job, is just stand at the front. Everyone thinks you're going to do the wedding. But psych, I'm actually doing the wedding. (laughs) So daddy comes in and he, uh, he switches places with the, with the person who you thought was going to be the officiant, but wasn't. Um, and he is a pastor and he just starts preaching and he preached for almost Mm -hmm. an hour. The whole ceremony was him preaching. There was like a little five minute ring exchange and vows. You couldn't hear because they didn't mic the couple, of course. Um, but they mic dad and dad just preached and preached and preached and talked about himself and what a great dad he was and how he had homeschooled his kids and raised them well so that they could be good providers and good wives and good childbearing women who submit to their husbands and take care of the house and all of the fun things and um he really just talked about himself the whole time and i remember turning to um the guy i was dating at the time and i was just like you know this wedding what is this bullshit yeah like this wedding would be really nice if like dad would stop talking about himself and he looked at me and he was just like why do you have to be such a downer? Like, it's fine. And I'm like, no, it's not. This is like, obviously not okay. Is anyone else not okay with this? Am I the only one triggered right now by like the dad making this all about him? Like, I was <laughs> by it. I'm like, it's her wedding. Why is he talking about himself for 45 minutes up there? Um, lots of ego. Um, I was very, so much ego. Yeah, I was super uncomfy. Um, but they had a like an open wine bar, so I got kind of drunk on wine afterwards, which made up for it. Which is kind of rare. I feel like I feel like Christians don't generally have wine bars. Yeah, I don't know. Or alcohol. It's always grand. Yeah. No, it was um 
it was an interesting little wedding. There was no dancing. They did like the first dance in the woods. So we all had to like walk down to this area they had set up for the first dance. So like, think about it. Like we're in a park, right. And it's like this wooden mm-hmm. park and you had to walk down a slope to where they're doing the wedding ceremony. And then to walk to see where they were going to do the first dance, you had to walk up a slope and walk down another slope. <laughs> <laughs> and they do this little dance in a grove. <laughs> like I'm telling you, it was a hobbit wedding. Um, so they do the little dance in the grove and then that was it for dancing. There was no more dancing and it ended before it got dark. And then we all went home. Wow. Yeah. Could have been such an epic wedding. I mean, we could have been dancing barefoot, like a bunch of hobbits and elves in the forest. Yeah. But no, we had to leave before it got fun. Yeah. Before everyone got drunk. The wine probably ran out. Did the the wine run out? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I mean, me and my one friend were like, had like a whole bottle to ourselves. We're like, we're going to take this. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get fucked up because yeah, it's I just sucks. had to listen to daddy talk about himself for an hour and I'm tired <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, no, tired daddy. Tired daddy. Uh, I did not like her dad at all. He triggered me. Um, he but, sounds like an ass. Yeah. Yeah. He was a little bit of a dick. Um, just full of it. Anyway, I just feel like a lot of like fathers of the bride at Christian weddings are also ordained ministers, and I saw that a lot. Um, my dad actually did it too, where he like um, officiated my two of my siblings' weddings, and like it's really cool to see him officiate. Like he actually is a really good speaker. Um, yeah, your dad's actually like not terrible to listen to. No, he's actually and he makes nice. jokes, and he's kind of fun. He is fun. I yeah, I have no issue with that. But um, other people's fathers are not as good of speakers. Like my dad is actually like an excellent speaker. Their yeah. dads are like preachy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, your dad does not have preachy vibes at all. No, he knows he, when to like, shut up. No, you know? and he's like, does a lot of weddings. Um, that's like, he's done. I've been to so many weddings where my dad is the officiant and he does a great job. So, um, I never had an issue with that, but other people's dads, when they officiate their daughter's weddings, it's always a little <laughs> cringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it like, they don't do it very often and they're like, it's my little girl. And yeah. Like, okay. A lot of that where they just talk about themselves or they just like invite you to like meet Jesus on the way, you know, mm-hmm. altar calls. We all go to weddings to meet Jesus for sure. Oh yeah. I feel really bad for the non-believers at these Christian weddings who are just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do too. I think if it was a non-believer, I would be like, mm, I'm not going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've but, heard they're weird. Yeah. Um, I've never been to like a non-Christian wedding. And so I don't really know what to expect. Like all the weddings I've been to have been like Catholic or like super evangelical. So, well, yeah, you have a whole new world to explore because non-Christian weddings are the best. I'm kind of like, not dry. I'm kind of hoping like, you know, when I'm in like my mid thirties, cause I'm 28 now. I don't really, I, I have a bunch of friends and we're all single and we're all around the same age and none of us are dating anyone. And so I'm like, I kind of hope some of us get coupled up at some point. So I have some weddings to go to when I'm in like 35. You For know sure. what I mean? Like yeah. weddings are just like excuses to have big parties. That's yeah. basically what so they I'm are. Like I'm kind of so hoping fun. this happens soon. You know, I'm like mm-hmm. hoping like a couple of my homies get married so I can go and see what a non-Christian sure. wedding is like, because that would be a nice 
fun thing to do. <laughs> nice change. Yeah. But we got some really crazy shit for you guys. Um, we're not just talking about our experiences at Christian weddings. We're talking about your experiences at Christian weddings. So we pulled from mm-hmm. our Facebook group and we pulled from Instagram and we pulled from Reddit and, um, yeah, it gets wild. Like <laughs> this isn't even the beginning. <laughs> um, I want to read quickly. Um, John Piper's preparing for marriage book slash PDF. Oh, is this the kind of book that they give you when you have to go to Christian counseling? Can we talk about that for a second? Like real quick, like, okay. Like some churches, so like we're house church babies. So I don't know if like this was going on in our churches, but I know this was going on in other people's churches. Like you do your courtship, you get engaged and it's a courtship. It's not dating. You're courting. Um, you're you do not court- dating. You're not. Cause dating is not good. Um, dating means you're having <laughs> premarital sex. Dating is heavy petting. Dating with marriage as the end goal. You're dating for fun. Well, you know what? Fuck you. I'm having a blast. <laughs> I'm so um, happy for you. Thank you. I love it. I love being single. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Um, no, so like, at churches, like established churches, you do your courtship, you get engaged, and then it's like, okay, we want to get married in the church and we want the pastor to officiate. Then what? Then we go to marriage counseling. You have right? to. You can't That's get married in the church without doing marriage counseling. From and- the pastor. It's not like from a licensed therapist. No, it's, it's marriage the counseling from the pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, then you are generally mentored by an older couple. Who's been married a long time. A long time. And they know things. And they're, like, trying to, like, teach you how to do things. Like, blowjobs. Like, what are they trying to teach you how to do? (laughs) It's definitely not blowjobs. It's more, like, how to, like, make your marriage work and how to talk and, like, how to submit to your husband. And, like, Um, making sure that you make him breakfast every morning and don't piss him off. mm -hmm. How to get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) All the best positions for procreating. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, How to go to the bathroom after you have intercourse so you don't get infections. Like, things like like that. Facts? Like, they talk about that? Like, make sure you go to the bathroom before, after sex. Like, older, like, that's um, part of Christian counseling. That was definitely something I heard at, like, wedding showers. What? Like, constantly. Like, I feel like that was, like, the number one thing. They were like, go to the bathroom after you have sex. You don't get a UTI. And you're like. Dude, that's so funny. I've been to so many Christian wedding showers, and they just, like, had a moment where I just remembered, like, all the really awkward, like, sex conversation at the wedding showers. Mm, Like, all the unsolicited advice from the older ladies. Nobody asks. Nobody fucking asks. They just start going in. I just tell you. And you're like, I don't want to know that like the the old crow woman in your church that you're you swear to god has <laughs> never crow woman. like how could every anyone have sex with her like and she's absolutely not having sex like the way she looks like no and then mm-hmm. she's the one giving you advice and she's right. always like hella freaky super freaky and like you're opening up lingerie in front of like your mom and your aunts and it. like your friends I hate, I hate it so much and then people are like ew are you gonna wear that on your wedding night so and then everyone's pressure. imagining you having sex and you're like, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Anyway, backing up though, um, when mm-hmm. you are on this process, you're engaged and you're not trying to waste your engagement. You're trying to do all the things right and you're doing all the counseling. You also are given books. And one books. of those books is the one you're going to tell us about right now. 
Yes. Uh, well, yeah. Preparing for marriage help for Christian couples by John Piper. And if you don't know that name, you obviously (laughs) didn't grow up evangelical and you are not. Do you even know who John Piper is? (laughs) Um, and side note, um, his son has absolutely left evangelicalism and his name is Abraham Piper. I just love that his name is Abraham because of course it is. Um, and he just makes the best TikToks and he's on Twitter and he just like, he talks about like, he, he really does this deep analytical thinking about stuff and about God and evangelicalism and other things. And if you don't follow him, you should, cause it's just really fascinating. He's to just like to him. shitting on his daddy's life's work. Kind of yeah, like it's just so much better. Cause you know, his dad is John Piper and he would be so disappointed. So, <laughs> um, anyway, I'm just going to read like the six chapters of, uh, John Piper's book, not the whole chapter, sorry, the chapter titles. Yeah. I was uh, going to say, we do that. not have, <laughs> we, we have, do like, not have that kind of time. We have like also, maybe three minutes to give to this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first one is don't waste your engagement. And I assume that means what we just talked about as far as like marriage counseling, Bible studies, being mentored, like really, really preparing for marriage. Um, because obviously you need all of those things to prepare for marriage. I, I do think couples counseling is good, but like maybe with like an actual therapist. Right. Like just so you know what things you should talk about before you get married, because there's definitely things that you don't think about when you're like wholeheartedly in love with someone that come into play later. But we're not talking about like Christian shit. We're talking about just like goals for your life. If yeah. you want children. And the Christian shit. If, like I've what heard... you view you know, relationships, communication to be like, things like like what your goals are for like the relationship, what are your expectations? But like, like there's very normal things that you should talk about. But no, no, in the Christian counseling, it's always some creepy shit. Like, what are your, and it's with your pastor who's not a licensed therapist. He's like always asking like weird shit about your sex life. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Are you having sex? And you're like, mind your business. Or like, what kind of sex would you like to have? Like, bro, bro yeah let's talk about your horny and like not fucking your wife apparently yeah um okay so chapter two is weddings don't break the bank and this chapter is funny because i feel like a lot of people have their weddings at like the church and there's a lot of like (laughs) in the church gymnasium there's a lot of volunteers and there's generally like shit yeah they don't pay for like shit so like weddings definitely break the bank um, if you do them right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the best weddings I've ever been to have been expensive weddings and not like we're talking like you have to spend like $30,000. I'm I mean, just you saying could. you're going to at least spend a couple grand, you if know, you do like you just to spend 30,000 invite me please. Because that's, yeah. Fun. Also invite me because I want to <laughs> see that shit and also like make it worth it. Um, number three is going to kill everyone. Um, it's called husbands who love like Christ and wives who submit to them. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck right off then. Um, this was something my mom used to love to say too, because she would always try to like justify the fact that like women's would have to submit to their husbands, but like men had a really hard job of like having to like love their wives unconditionally. And I'm like, isn't that just like love? It's not just like what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. There was always so much emphasis put on women being servants and being submissive, but yeah, like no, very no emphasis on like the man's role in the marriage other than lead your wives and right. repopulate the earth. Exactly. Yeah. It was very, 
it was just very like, um, well, I, I feel like the whole thing is like men are the head and then there's the wives and the kids and the kids and the wives are supposed to submit to like whatever the husband's will is. Which and then is the why husband I like, gets direct messages from Jesus, God, daddy God. Right. Yeah. Because women can't possibly hear the Lord because they're less than. Um, chapter four is sexual relations in marriage. And Ew. I hate it. I hate, I hate it. it. So, what is he talking about? Like, does he go into detail? Sexual like, relations, what is, Molly. But like, he's what, talking about it like he's never had. <laughs> but like, he's what like, oh, is the chapter? Sexual relations. <laughs> what is the chapter? Have you had intercourse? <laughs> I don't know. I'll send it to you, and you can read it. <laughs> I don't want to read it. I don't want to read it either. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna uh, okay. throw the book against the wall and burn it in my burn backyard. It. <laughs> burn it. What are you burning, John Grisham or whatever? John Grisham. <laughs> John Piper. John Piper. <laughs> um. Okay. Number five. Let marriage be held in honor among all. Because we know that Christians just think marriage is the end game. Marriage yeah, like life end. stops at marriage. You can't do any, you can't possibly do anything better with your life than get married. I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but there was a legitimate moment that I had where I realized I had not planned my life past the age of 25 because I was supposed to be married by 22 and be having a brood of children and raising yeah, my children. Same. And so mm-hmm. all of my life plans stopped at 25, essentially, because at that point I'd be on child number two. And um, when I hit 25 and was not married and was very queer and was <laughs> still trying to figure out what the fuck I was doing with my career and like, oh, I actually have to provide for myself and maybe you should think about like a retirement fund and health insurance and all of these things. I was kind of like waiting for a husband and his like nine to five to provide for me. Um, That was like earth shattering for me. And it's funny because it's never something that was like implicitly said, like you need to be married by this age, but it was like implied that that was the route I would go. And, um, it was, you know, heavily encouraged. And I watched how much, like, like when I watched my older sister go through that, she got married at like 22, she might've been like maybe 24 at the late 22, 24. Um, Mm -hmm. she was like the golden child for a while. Like she was the daughter who waited until, you know, she, she didn't have sex before marriage. She got married, you know, they started having kids almost right away. You know, it was like this very like, oh, she is the golden child. She is favored. And so there was this kind of like push in me to replicate that. And when you get to that age and you're like single and you have not done any of the things that you thought you would do. And you're like, oh, I have to plan for my life now. Like, this is where my life starts. It doesn't end here. This is where it starts. Mm-hmm. Like, Christians fucked that shit up for me. Yeah, they really did. They made you not plan for anything. You weren't even encouraged to go to college. Like, it was just, you're going to get married and be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was rough. Anyway trauma moment (laughs) so um what's chapter six six is the surpassing goal marriage lived with the glory of god love that you heard it here first that's another thing too it's like marriage is almost like without marriage you're not truly in god's like favor 
and that's something like the LDS really pushes is that to be fully like in obedience to God and to be like under his glory, you need to be married and you need to be having children and you cannot be complete Mm -hmm. or whole or saved fully without doing those things. Right. Yeah. Singleness is very much frowned upon. I feel like you're like the weakest link as a single person for some reason. Yeah. Um, actually I think I'm like so fucking powerful (laughs) Loki. (laughs) No, I think you are. I think being single, you actually get to live out your own desires and goals as a person and you don't have to share them with anyone else Mm -hmm. and you don't have to give your time and energy to anyone else. And I think that's beautiful. It's, (laughs) it's very free. You're like living vicariously (laughs) through me. It is very freeing. I I mean, I, I struggled a lot with my singleness for a while and I think I finally hit a point, um, in September ish. It was like August, September where I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit, I'm not dating or having sex or anything for six months. It's just a way to like cleanse my palate in a sense. And then I really started to enjoy my life. And I was like, oh, oh, I was spending a shit ton of energy trying to get like cuffed. And I could have been really enjoying myself and I wasn't. And now I am. And so I might just stay like this for forever. (laughs) Sounds great. Yeah, thought for you. I might get another dog, like two dogs. <laughs> I'm getting another roommate. Might fuck around and get another dog. Yeah, like I'm getting another roommate. Like so, I like have like my chosen family around me, and I'm surrounded by like my people and my community and my dog, and life is really fucking good. I've got oh. a great vibrator. Like, <laughs> what else could a girl need? Oh, honestly, if you have a good vibrator, you have everything. Yeah, that's all you need, baby. Good vibrator. <laughs> you don't need men. <laughs> what do we need men for? <laughs> or women, like for that sake, we don't need shit. <laughs> we don't need anything. All right. So maybe we'll go into our listener stories now. Yes. Let's go into listener stories. We have some from Facebook and some um, from Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> the Gram. Okay. <laughs> Gram. Okay, here we go. Um, Joan said, the thing I find the most cringe-worthy at Christian weddings is the long, drawn-out sermon. When I was at Bible college, we were meant to choose a Bible passage that would be, be fit for a wedding as an evangelical exercise. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that being, like, your homework assignment? Find a passage in the Bible that would work good in a wedding ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> Why, though? I don't know. Uh, Jeannie said, uh, I know a guy who gets up. um, Okay, so she goes, uh, a guy gets up in front of everyone in the middle of the ceremony and presents the groom with the sword, saying he's now the bride's prophet, priest, protector, and provider. He's done this at three of his daughter's weddings and will do it for the rest, I'm sure. (laughs) Can you imagine you're marrying this girl and then the daddy comes up and draws a sword and goes, you are now her priest, her prophet, priest, protector, and provider. (laughs) This seems like something that would happen in like the 1600s, at like, like a, in Game of Thrones. I don't yeah, know, in Game of Thrones or something. Like what? Ugh. Communion but at weddings? Have you ever done no. communion at a wedding? I've seen them do communion at a wedding. I've seen many um, bride and grooms do like their own communion, and we just sit there and watch them do it. Both of my sisters had communion at their weddings. 
Um, so my Catholic sister had communion at her Catholic wedding and we couldn't take communion because we're not Catholic, but everyone else who was Catholic went and took communion, which was kind of funny. And then, um, then my other sister had communion at her wedding and they just did like the evangelical thing where you pass around the crackers and the grape juice. So everyone had to partake as well? Everyone could if they wanted to. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, it's all kind of weird to be doing it at your wedding. The one thing I did like about that sister's wedding was that we were all kind of like sitting in a circle and they were in the middle. Okay. So it was like instead of like rows and they're in the front, it was like a circle around them. And we were all like circled around and like the family sat in the front row and then like – um extended family site in the second row and then like it went on and on like that gotcha yeah that was kind of cool instead of just like it's a show or something you're Mm -hmm. like a part of it yeah see that oh man here's a good one julia says i've been at weddings where they chose the ephesians passage about wives submitting to their husbands as the wedding reading um first corinthians 13 or god is love passages it's just gross. Like you just got to really hammer it in. Like you must mm-hmm. submit to this man. Now you are, we are one, you're not only one with him, you are below him and he is above you and you must obey. Like, I don't want to yeah. get married. Fuck that. <laughs> no. But when you think about it, if like you grow up in that sort of indoctrination and brainwashing, like, you know, you're going to just do your duty. Like this is your duty and your job. So I guess to some extent it makes sense that they would include it in their very culty, world but it's disgusting my friend birdie wrote the most cringe filled wedding i ever attended was my last pastor's oldest daughter i kid you not there were 22 people in the bridal party 22 and there were like three songs and we didn't even get everyone down the aisle before the music stopped and then it was just like oh complete silence as the last handful of bridesmaids and groomsmen made it down the aisle. <laughs> I, I know 22 people. I know, I know a <laughs> total of 22 people. I was I actually total of 22 people. I was in a bridal party that had about 22 people uh, two years ago. It wasn't a super Christian ceremony. It was pretty chill. Like there were Christian elements to it, she but it was like lots of friends. It, it just lots of chosen family, I think. So it was kind that's of really crazy. awesome to have everyone up there and standing with them. But at the same time, I'm like, that's a lot of people. They didn't need to be a part of the bridal party, though. You could just have them come up there and, you know, be special. Right. That was a little overboard. Yeah. Well, that was all of our Facebook polls. It was just, that was the most hilarious conversation. Like, you guys, if you're not in the mm-hmm. Facebook group, you're missing out. Go join. Um, there was a lot of fun. <laughs> it, t- it took me back to a lot of weddings. I would have to say, though, like, for me, I actually detest weddings and don't enjoy going to them very often because all of my wedding uh, exposure was Christian weddings. And so the food was always mm-hmm. really bad and kind of, like, lukewarm. And there were always worship songs sang and lots of long sermons. And, um, it was always like in the church gymnasium, (laughs) like, 
you yeah, couldn't even hear the vows because they don't mic the bride and groom for some reason. I never understood that shit. Why are we even saying vows in front of a ton of people if we can't fucking hear it? Mm-hmm. They're special. They just I'm here this- for the love and I can't hear the love. <laughs> I'm here for the dancing and the booze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that too. There's no dancing or booze at like super Christian weddings. So it's like I've been to so many weddings where there was neither. Yeah. No one wants to go to that. Or it's like the damn speeches, man. Like so much, everyone has speech. Why, why are you letting everyone speak? Not They're everyone crying. should speak. They're always crying. And I'm like, why are you crying? This is a party. When the bridesmaid pulls out the long multiple page note from her breast, you're just like, uh-uh, I gotta go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go now. Yep. Yep. You're like, I'm going to leave because you're going to start crying halfway through this and not be able to finish it. And they're just like, I'm sorry. I feel like the biggest fail that people make at their weddings is they do speeches before the dancing. Yeah. I feel like you need to get people on the dance floor as quickly as possible if you want to have a good dance party. But also people aren't ready to dance a lot of the times until they've eaten, relaxed, and had some drinks. Well, then you need to do the speeches while people are eating. What they do is they like, they'll like put this time between eating and dancing where you're Mm -hmm. done eating, but there's no music, but people are talking and it's like, no. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Not with that. I don't think I've been to the perfect wedding yet, but. I feel like my brother's was really close to being just about perfect. It was fun. It was fun, but this, there was the speech gap like you just described. Yeah. There was a speech gap. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So I'm going to read some that I did. Um, so I asked this question on Instagram instead of Facebook. Um, so my question was, what was my question? It was basically like the weirdest things you've witnessed at Christian weddings, like just really bizarre things. And so, um, one of our listeners said the brother of the ex-husband spoke and gave his blessing. That's very strange. I think that would be weird whether it was Christian or not. Um, Like, why is the brother of the ex-husband there? I was invited. (laughs) (laughs) Are they all still friends? Like, oh, I approve this marriage. (laughs) And did he tell everyone his, like, how he was connected to them? I assume so, because I'm sure this person was an attendee and... You know, like maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. um, This one I hate so much. Uh, This person said, dad removing the purity ring before husband puts on the wedding ring. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen that before. I'm not with that one. Guys, you know my story about my purity ring. I lost the gemstone. I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers. I don't know how it fucking fell out. I lost it and I gave it to my mom at 16 and then I went and kissed my first boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had already kissed a girl before. I kissed a girl when I was nine, but <laughs> that didn't count <laughs> because, you know, we were Christian. So Girls don't count. Yeah, no, girls don't count because you can't be a lesbian. <laughs> you can't. Um, but that public display of like, well, she was mine and now she's yours diminishes her as a person it's disgusting i hate it hella creepy so creepy um this person said does father giving away daughter count as weird if it's so common and i would say no 
because women were considered property back when marriages were happening. And so it was like an exchange. I think it's weird that people still do it as like a tradition. Yeah. Why are we still doing this instead of give it away? It should, you know, I've seen people like do it more tastefully, like who presents this Mm -hmm. person, like who's the support person here. And that that's okay to me. But when you say who's giving this person, I'm like, okay, they're not a piece of property. So that's weird. But that's not strictly Christian. Um, so there, this person said there was like a stool analogy and like, like a stool that you sit on, not like a, <laughs> not like the other stool, um, where the three legs are. Them. My brain went immediately to the toilet. <laughs> I know that's like the one you sit on, not like a like a sample you give the doctor. Um, where the three legs are them plus God, like a thruple. And this person was like, "No, thank you." <laughs> um, Daddy God, of- me and my husband, we're all fucking each other. But really. I've never heard of like a stool analogy, but like I've definitely heard of like Oh, it's a triangle. God is the head, and then there's the husband and wife connected. Like, I've heard of that, but I haven't heard of the stool. But it's, like, the same thing. Are you walking around with me? I I had to open the door for my dog. (laughs) He had to go outside and go to the bathroom. Um, Divorce piñata. They beat to to show how they were going to beat divorce. Oh, I'm having a divorce pinata at my wedding someday. <laughs> that is epic. <laughs> because that's amazing. Um, super weird, but, but I'm into it. <laughs> Low yeah. key. <laughs> I've never Sounds seen that. Like fun. Oh. Do you get candy afterwards? <laughs> yeah, what falls out of the pinata? Divorce is it like pinata? a bunch of condoms? Well, you're getting married, so no, you shouldn't be wearing condoms because you need no, to reproduce. If it's divorce, what would it be like? Void divorce papers. <laughs> <laughs> you just beat it like all the all the voided divorce papers come out. Not today, Satan. Um, okay. Do you know who Eric Luddy is? Ludy? Eric Ludy? Luddy? Uh, not ringing a bell. Why? I don't either. This person named him. I feel like I need to look him up now. They name dropped me? No, Eric Luddy. Was a name drop? Oh, I don't know who that is. Let me Google that. Author? He's the pastor at Church of Ellerslie. His face looks familiar. What did I read about him? gritty masculinity oh he wrote when god writes your love story oh my fucking god that's who he is i read that book so there was i kissed dating goodbye right Mm -hmm. when boy meets girl and then the other book when god writes your love story i got all three of those books when i turned 15 (laughs) well this guy apparently was the officiant at a wedding and gave a sermon in the middle of the ceremony, which like, are we surprised? No, no, not at all. Because these guys like to make it all about them because ego. <laughs> He's got ego. 
Um, ew, okay, kinky. Officiant handcuffed the bride and groom to each other during the ceremony. Wait, what the fuck? Is this like BDSF <laughs> or what's going on? <laughs> I'm like turned on right now. Can I join? Is this like, is this a group sex thing? Like orgy or just like... Is this, Are we a, watching? is this an immersive show? <laughs> is this an immersive show? Is this an experiential kind of wedding? Like, do we get to participate? <laughs> oh, this is this this made me want to barf because this sounds not great. But um, it goes in lieu of alcohol, a milk bar with different kinds of milk. Okay, have you watched? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> No, uh, I still watched it. Okay, I can't even make this reference now. It's not even funny, but milk. <laughs> if you watch It's Always Sunny, you understand where I'm going with this. <laughs> but a milk bar? Why a milk bar? There's even like, so what is on? Is it like ice cream? Is it like eggnog? Like, what kind of m- milkshakes? Like, what kind of like beverage? Is it just milk? I think it's just different kinds of milk. Like chocolate milk, strawberry milk, caramel milk. Like, how many kinds of milk can you have? But also, who wants to drink milk all night? I'd have one glass and be done. I would have a sip and be done. Yeah. That's disgusting. Why would you have a milk bar at a wedding? Oh, God. Everyone was probably shitting their brains out. (laughs) Everyone left early because they had a poop. Um... Next one says, booing at an image of the bride and groom kissing pre-marriage. Excuse me? They did this during the ceremony? Why would the bride and groom voluntarily show an image of themselves kissing? I highly doubt it was voluntarily. I I highly believe that it was probably done to them and not their choice. So that's weird. Um, another person said releasing of doves. I haven't personally witnessed that. I want to release a dove. That is extra as fuck. I can see Kanye doing some shit like that at his wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, next one is having to stare into every guest's eyes and thank them with no words, just stares. Why? Who is coming up with this shit? Whose ideas are these? Instagram. Y'all are tripping. Yo, like I Googled and went into Reddit and never heard this shit. Well, apparently you haven't been to these weird ass weddings. Dude, I feel like our Instagram followers are like a special version of (laughs) ex-fundamentalists. Like, good God. Y'all are special. Um, Was that like a thing like where women should be seen and not heard? Is that like what was happening? Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't there. I couldn't tell you. I've always been loud. So it's like, you're going to hear me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, making Jesus the focal point instead of the couple. Yeah. <laughs> Another thruple. <laughs> oh, here. Um, this goes into that. So Reddit, there was this uh, comment on Reddit and uh, the person said, my sister got married last summer. And frankly, the whole thing sounded more like a threesome than a wedding. My sister and now brother-in-law weren't marrying each other. They were both marrying Jesus. It, it yeah. was a weird homoerotic undertone to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I hate it. It is true though. I feel like, so when I got married, um, I felt like we got texts from people, especially grandparents that were like, 
keep Jesus at the center of your marriage and everything's going to be fine. And I was like, that's really kinky. I hear that still. Yeah. It's kinky. Very. It's weird. Why is Jesus at the center? Um, does MOH mean mother of husband? Mother of, mother. mother of the, yeah, I guess maybe mother of the groom, mother of the husband. Okay, this one's gross. At the reception, the MOH, I assume mother of husband, gave the bride a towel in front of everyone to clean up after sex. A towel? A towel. It's their love towel. It's their love towel. <laughs> this is your you special like a sex towel. Blanket. You're going to do special things with this towel. <laughs> <laughs> but also, what the fuck? It's like a sex blanket. Like, this is your sex blanket. You're going to lay on it and have sex on it. And think of me you? every time you do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Keep it's Jesus like, in the room. My little boy is all grown up. Ew. Here's a sex towel. So I can still be with him, even though I don't know. Stop! 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 stop. I'm gonna throw up right now. I want to throw up at that. Okay, a procession of bridesmaids with unlit oil lamps and Bible reading of the ten virgins. What the actual (laughs) shit? (laughs) (laughs) There's some like theatrics. Yeah, this is theater. This is art, baby. This is art. Christian theater. Reading of the Ten Virgins. Isn't that like a parable? Yeah. When the oil lamps. Mm-hmm. This is culty. This is some culty shit. Yeah, we grew up in a cult. Sometimes it hits me and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, first kiss at the altar and her entire back broke out in hives. She was that Stress stressed baby. out. Stress baby. She's probably yeah. a lesbian and didn't want to get married to begin with. I just like, I'm now just saying everyone's a lesbian. Like if Everyone's there's like right. anything that's slightly off, I'm like, she's a lesbian and she doesn't know it yet. Everyone is gay. <laughs> um, straight is out. Gay is in. Thank you. <laughs> Thank um, you, everyone. <laughs> gay people are just better. I'm sorry. We are. <laughs> sorry we actually are we actually are like better we just are it's proven scientifically yes it's like we have better sex and better communication and better consent and better entertainment with the same sex and you understand each other better right 100 percent 100 percent okay yeah um this poor gal i hope she figured it out (laughs) (laughs) um Five-minute ceremony break to pray together. And this person goes, hey, guys, I'm getting bored over here. I do remember that. I do, shit. I do remember, um, like, very long prayer sessions. And, like, yeah. you had to Hands last, like, prayer. like, there was a song. And the whole song was them, like, praying and doing weird shit at the altar. Mm-hmm. And you were just sitting there, like, casually watching. Like, this is... Like, I miss the good old days of, like, the unity candle or the unity sand. Now we're doing hands-on prayer. That is just too much. I don't think I miss the unity candle, but yeah. They'll have, like, the mom and the dad come up, and then, like, any, like, 
it's always like the call to prayer goes, oh, we're just going to have the, like the mother and the father of the bride and the mother and father of the groom come up and lay hands on this beautiful couple. And then just like have the bridal party come up. And then any couples in the, in the, um, congregation, if you feel so led to just come and bless this couple, come and lay hands on them. And like, at this point, there's like 40 people surrounding the bride and groom and they are laying their heavy, sweaty hands on them and praying for a very long time. And um, I've been to weddings where they would like microphone the people who are praying. And so they would like pass the mic. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was giving a blowjob well, with my hand motion here. I'm Italian. I talk with my hands. It's like this. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing this with the mic. And uh, see, we need to like release videos sometimes of our episodes. <laughs> this shit is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I try. I mean, we do try. Maybe try it either. You little. We try. Okay. Um, the pastor telling everyone that, quote, two virgins stood before him, unquote. Yeah, I got a lot of stories about, like, pastors talking a lot about sex and about how they were virgins, like, really putting a lot of emphasis on to that. And I just, that makes I mean, me so uncomfortable. I mean, the end goal. I mean, it makes you really uncomfortable, but it's, like, the goal, right? I mean, that is, that's the goal. This one redditor this really makes me wish I wore black at my wedding. <laughs> this one oh, redditor red. wrote um, that the preacher brought up sex. He spent a solid minute or so um, about how God was going to give them a fulfilling sexual relationship and fertility. <laughs> Paraphrasing in parentheses. <laughs> fertility. Lots of fertility. Um, isn't Hecate... The god of the goddess of fertility. Why aren't we praying to her? I don't know. I don't know. I, so I think that I have, like an, I have like an altar now. Like Space I need to like add more. I have a goddess on my altar. She's just like whatever goddess I want it to be. I'm gonna like add more goddesses. Maybe, yeah. Learn more about that. Feel yeah. empowered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let the goddesses enter my psyche and penetrate me with their wisdom. <laughs> Stop being so gay, Molly. I'm trying. <laughs> also, technically, goddesses can't penetrate. Uh, with the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to put a sensor on this one. Sensor warning. Lots of gay sex. <laughs> Lots of gay sex. Just sex. Lots of sex. All kinds of sex. Sex for days. I just find it funny that all these redditors kept having to talk about how there was no alcohol or dancing, and it was just awful <laughs> at these weddings. I feel so awful. bad for non-Christians who go to a Christian wedding, and they're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I oh didn't know God. I was being invited to church. I thought I was going to a wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's awful. And my mission now is to never go to another Christian wedding again. That is they also my suck. mission. I would like, I've never been to a gay wedding and that is something I would like to go to. You haven't? Yeah. Never been to a um, gay wedding. The last gay wedding I went to, they had a drag show and it was amazing. See, listen, I need that. <laughs> it my- was a long time ago, but like, oh my God, it's the best story ever too. Cause it was my old voice teacher who actually met his partner in conversion therapy Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> what a big fuck you to like Christianity I there love it. because they like met 
trying not to be gay. And then they were like, wow, we're really gay. And then got married and they lived happily ever after. Amen. Um, amen. So I actually sang at their wedding and then um, they had a drag show and it was the best thing ever. It was so good. So I watched this movie on Netflix the other day about this girl who goes to um, conversion therapy. It's with Chloe Moritz. I forget the name of the show right now. It's like the miseducation of something. Um, it's good though. It's on Netflix, but it gave me like, I literally was, so I was watching the show and by the end of it, I had been, I realized I had been pulling my hair and like scratching myself and biting my nails off the whole Anxiety. movie. And my chest was like red with like welts from me scratching mm. and rubbing like my chest from anxiety. And I didn't realize it until at like the movie was almost over. And I was like, holy shit, I have been having a very angst, like an anxiety attack this entire film of watching mm-hmm. this girl be in conversion camp. I never got sent to conversion camp, thankfully, because I didn't come out until I was out of the house. Um, Smart. Yeah, it was like 2018. And I was like, Mom, I'm dating girls. And she's like, I didn't know you did that. And I'm like, yeah. And then I didn't talk about it again for like five years. I do a lot of things you don't know. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I didn't start talking about it again until they went to a gay wedding. And then they were like, <laughs> it was cute. They went to this gay wedding and they were like, it was like, they didn't mention God at all. <laughs> Why would they? <laughs> My dad was like, there was like a lot of emphasis on like the elements, like earth, water, fire, air. And it was really cool and really different. And I really liked it. And I was like really struggling to not tell him that it's because one of the brides is actually like a pagan witch. Ooh. And that's like part of like Fun. her like mm-hmm. religion. <laughs> but yeah, it was well, religion. Spicy, yeah. spicy wedding. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean, then then, then we started talking about the gay stuff. But anyway, this movie was just like apparently really triggering for me, and I didn't realize it until I had like basically scratched all the skin off of my chest. It was a fun time. Oh my god! Yeah, that's terrible. There was a lot of like Christian bullshit in that movie. They did such a good job. Like that's why I had such an intense anxiety response. Watch with care. Like be gentle with yourself. Maybe don't watch it. I don't know. I still need to watch Pray the Gay Away because I feel like I need to educate myself more on that. But it was okay. I also don't want to. It's like when you've seen enough slavery movies, you know, yeah. you've seen enough that you don't want to watch anymore. And I, I know they're good and I know these people are phenomenal actors and I know the story is empowering, but I'm like I really don't want to watch any more Black people get mistreated. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. You know, blacks. Yeah, it's like watching like suffering. Right. I don't want to watch these the people who I know that have suffered anymore. Like, I, it's awful. I like, like watching I black watch people be happy and successful. That's yeah. like my favorite kind. of I do movie too. And show. I want to watch them be hot and sexy and thrive. Like that's what yeah. I want to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So like, Same watch more Showtime. And <laughs> I want to watch all of them just be happy and thriving. I don't want to watch like when they were treated terribly. Speaking of, uh, have you seen the new Black Panther yet? No, but I want to because Wakanda forever. Yes. I haven't seen it yet either, but we got to go watch it anyway. Um, back to movies. Um, pray the gay away was good. Um, I definitely recommend, but what was even better was Mormon no more on Hulu. 
And it's like a four-part docu-series about this lesbian couple who grew up Mormon and then they met each other and they had like families and were like married mm-hmm. to men. They met each other and fell in love and left their husbands and blended their families. And what I loved about Mormon No More is not only did they have a fabulous gay wedding and both of their families were very involved, <laughs> but the fact that their families were involved and the fact that their families were like healing together and working through their shit. Oh, and the girls were I being so honest with their parents about how Mormonism really hurt them. And mm-hmm. um, there was just like this beautiful level of like acceptedness, acceptance. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. English is hard. Um, acceptance. Um, and they had like there were like siblings like in one family there was like a couple siblings who were still very mormon and everyone else had left the church you know and there right. was another family was like the parents were still very mormon but all of their kids were no longer mormon and like there's this one scene where the mom is like i bought these pins they're like pride flag pins she goes i bought these pins for us to wear on our lapels at church so that Aww. any lgbtq kids who are in church and maybe still closeted and they don't know who's safe for them to come out to or to be around they can see us and they can know that we are a safe space for them in the church i busted out crying i just that is so beautiful i cried through that entire show because it was so healing And I saw my parents in it. I was just like, that's Mm -hmm. who my parents have become. And it's so beautiful to see a positive representation of um, families who were very, very fundamentalist and religious, like opening themselves up to more love in their lives and, and really loving their kids and putting their relationship with their kids ahead of their faith and like what their faith believes and what their indoctrination is. And even the parents, like they interview them and they're like, yeah, I just realized my relationship with my child was way more important than what our church tells us is right and wrong. Mm. And I was like, I wish more parents of gay children in the church could watch this and see themselves in this. Yeah. You wish that their loyalty or this relationship with their child was more important than this church or whatever religion was telling them. Like, I just feel like as a gut instinct, as a parent, you would have this gut instinct to protect your child and love your child and protect them from something that was trying to tell them there was something wrong with them, you know, like, like with Mm -hmm. bullies or something at school and shit like that. Like your instinct as a parent isn't to be like, well, that bully was probably right. You were looking stupid that day. You know, like parents are going to say that they're going to be like, Oh my gosh. And you're going to try to like encourage your child and protect your child and all this stuff. And I don't understand why that doesn't correlate it's probably the cognitive dissonance. There's probably something weird cut off with the brain, but it's like, yeah, that should be a reaction to when the church absolutely rejects your child. You should be like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You know, I asked my parents to watch it because, um, I just wanted them to see themselves and I wanted them to feel represented and to see that there is a place for people who are really good allies in the church And that you can be a good ally and be in the church and you can be a safe space for your kid. And um, I feel like sometimes my parents feel really alone in this journey now, you know, having like Mm -hmm. a couple of queer kids and like a couple of queer kids, sounds like a TV show. There's a couple of queers (laughs) in my family. So like having a couple of queer kids and like being who they were um, 10 years ago, like on the mission Mm -hmm. field, like being like this big name on the mission field and these really important people in a way. Um, 
and still putting their relationship with their family members and their kids like first, no matter what. Um, but also still maintaining like, like being active in their church. And it's just sad. Cause I, I saw a lot of families who have like their kids came out as gay or trans and it's like, they either left the church cause they felt like they weren't being supported in the process. Mm-hmm. Like the kid left or the parents left or both. Um, or it's like, they're, they're just, they stayed, but they don't have a relationship with their kid. Like, it's very rare that you see people who are like, yeah, no, like I love my child and I support them in all that they do. And I'm like all for them having as many rights and happinesses as I get to have as a straight person. And I'm going to advocate for that and vote for that and work for that and be a safe space for other queer kids. Um, but I also enjoy my church community. So I'm going to be active in that because I believe in what they're doing too. Um, and I'm going to speak out. And that's something too, my parents I've noticed have been speaking out more um, against homophobia and um, toward more like gay and trans rights. And it's really beautiful. And it feels really good to me. It's like, I noticed it this year for the first time and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you yeah. guys are cool with this? Mm-hmm. I thought you were just tolerating it. I didn't realize you were cool with it. Like, okay. So that was empowering, but it yeah, empowering. we need more parents like that out in the world. And, and I think that if more Christian parents can see that like, oh, I can still have a relationship with God and love my kid. Or don't have a relationship with God. Right. But like, if you're going to like, don't kick your kid out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or send them to conversion camp. Like the fact that I had a client the other day tell me that they had a, um, their coworker is super Christian and she's sent her daughter to conversion camp like three years ago. Like this shit is still Mm -hmm. happening. Isn't it illegal now or something? It is illegal. It's I think it's been illegal for a really long time, but people are still doing it. Shit. Yeah. They don't call it conversion camp. It's called something else, but. It's like, yeah, it's like another cult. It's like very culty, damaging shit. It's like the shit that was going on when like you were considered mentally ill and sent to a psych ward in like the sixties, if you were gay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The same type of stuff. But how do we get on this? I haven't been to a gay wedding yet. So somebody invite me to your gay wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Also me too, because I love them. Thank you. (laughs) They're fun. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Um, all right. Well, that's all the stories that I had and all the information I had. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I just like, um, I've never really been to like a non-Christian wedding and I don't really know like what to expect from that. And, Like, I feel like my brother was, like, his wedding was, like, as close as it could get, but there were still, like, some Christian elements in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because your dad married them. Yeah. Yeah, my dad officiated, and so he still, like, brought in the Christianity. Um, But I do wonder, like, like, what are some, like, fun, cool traditions that, like, you could implement into a wedding that aren't Christian and still be meaningful and and entertaining for, for the ceremony, you know, cause like what you're doing is you are creating a ceremony of sorts to, to like usher in this new thing in your life. And so you can make it pretty spectacular. Um, I was chatting with my uh, mentor the other day about it and she was like, Oh my God, I love creating ceremonies just in general. And she's like, I would totally love to recreate a wedding ceremony 
and like totally turn it upside down on its head and just create the most beautiful thing ever. And I'm like, yo, you can do my wedding ceremony. Like you can like design it because that would be cool. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't know, like if I ever get married, like what I would even want. Cause like the kinds of weddings I grew up around, that is not what I want. (laughs) Now I'm like, you just have to figure out your own little path. Like I could see myself doing something like a private like ceremony, you know, with like a couple of like very close witnesses and like me and my spouse and the officiant or whatever and doing like really cool things like the foot washing and like more intimate stuff. And then maybe, and we're, it's not biblical foot washing. It's like more of like an energetic exchange type of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then maybe like in the bear ceremony doing something less intimate, but still cool. Hopefully. Yeah. Maybe like, (laughs) I read this book about this couple that like invited all of their guests to trip on mushrooms with them during their ceremony. <laughs> uh, but like, you don't want to babysit people either. Well, like microdosing, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everyone take your medicine. <laughs> take your medicine. We're going for a ride. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. That would be kind of fun. It would be But fun. again, I don't think it's for everyone. No, 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 no. <sighs> I love that. I know, right? You can like be really, really creative with it. You can do whatever you want. You can be like, for my wedding whatever ceremony, we are want. taking a cooking class, everyone. We are going yeah, to make the dinner that it. we will eat. Yeah. And then you're going to eat it. <laughs> Great. Thanks for coming. <laughs> we didn't want to pay for a caterer. So this is what we're doing yeah. instead. So earn your keep. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, that's all we have for you guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed our funny stories. As much cringe as I can handle tonight. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. Uh, That was, um, it was good. It just, I understand why I've been avoiding weddings for the last like five years. Cause like I officially left Christianity, like fully, fully like stepped away from that side of my life about five years ago and Mm -hmm. was avoiding weddings like the plague because it was a huge part of it. Like all my Christian friends were getting married, like within the last five years. And I was like, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. The one wedding I did want to go to, well, I wanted to go to yours, but had no money. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I wanted to go to, um, my gay friend's wedding that my parents went to that wedding and I couldn't afford to go there either. Cause, um, yeah, it was, uh, during the pandemic and I had no money to travel. Yeah, the pandemic was rough. Dude, I'm like finally out of the red zone when it comes to finances. It took me two years. That's fair. Yeah, that shit fucked me up. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've been avoiding weddings like the plague and that's been fun. It's been good. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note. Yeah, on that note. We'll see you next time. We're going to see you in two weeks, everyone. And we have some fun announcements coming up so stay tuned for the future of this pod yes Mm -hmm. all right all right (laughs) the end Bye. bye thanks for listening to cheers to leaving sound and editing by cameron smith please leave a rating and review on apple podcasts spotify and anywhere else you listen to podcasts please subscribe and share with your friends and others who are deconstructing Are you looking for a safe space to deconstruct and be in community with others who are also in the same process? Join our Facebook support group. 
Just answer the questions when you request to join. Be a part of the conversation, meet like-minded individuals, and get some support. Find the link in our show notes or search for Cheers to Leaving support group on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at Cheers to Leaving. Email us at cheers to leaving at gmail.com with your stories about leaving evangelicalism. See you next week.